Welcome to the Healing Ninjas Podcast, a space dedicated to highlighting the healing stories of everyday people. This podcast is not a replacement for professional support. This podcast may contain content that may be graphic, violent, or traumatic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. The goal of sharing these stories is to help you, the listener, hear how people have struggled in various ways and the steps they have taken to become healing ninjas, individuals who are seeking to master the art of healing. Healing is not a linear process. We all have our ups and downs. This podcast aims to create a brave space for people to share and learn from one another. I'm your host, Hernan Carvente Martinez. Welcome to the Healing Ninjas community. Hey everyone, it's Hernan, and I'm back here with another episode of Healing Ninjas. Today I am joined by a friend of mine. Her name is Catherine Quesada. And I've had the pleasure of getting to know Catherine through the automotive club that I mentioned to y'all in previous episodes about. And I'm kind of just excited because she reached out to me and wanted to have this conversation of her own free will, not because of the club, hopefully. Um, right? Yeah. <laughs> but part of what is interesting or really beautiful about that is that you reached out to me because you wanted to share for yourself. Normally, I'm putting out information and people are gravitating towards the podcast because they're hearing episodes or they're just finding out about it and saying, I want a space to share. And I didn't feel that. So I want to give you the platform to, one, let us know more about Catherine so that everybody listening can know you, but also why. Why Healing Ninjas? What brought you to wanting to share? Well, I feel like it caught my attention that, you know, mental issues is a really big thing in this world and you know people go through it in their own ways and some people may think it's not as important but you know so I'm just here hoping that somehow my story can help somebody else or other people mm. so tell us more about you who is Catherine where are you from how old are you so people get to know you a little bit better so I was born in Mexico I was brought here to the U.S. when I was just a year old um, I am 22 years old, turning 23 soon. Um, I would say that I'm very shy, but when I get to know people, I can be very the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. We're having this conversation because I think you're breaking down some of the shyness around me as well. Yep. <laughs> and, and that's good. I mean, I think part of what, part of what you are bringing to light is that people who oftentimes want to share are not sharing because they might feel shy or they might feel this immense pressure to like, wait, what if I say the wrong thing or how do I share properly? So what are you feeling right now in this moment as you're trying to start to open up? Knowing that, you know, you're being recorded, people are mm -hmm. listening to you right now. What does that feel like for you? It's nerve-wracking. Hmm. It's nerve-wracking, but at the same time, it's very um, out of my comfort zone. So it's also a very big step for myself. And I'm proud of it because it's the first time I've ever done something like this. So I'm excited to see how this ends up mm. you know, going. So when you say it's the first time, why this time? Why now? What specifically has sparked this need for you to want to share now? Um, For a very long time, I was always very shy. And I did not like being out of my comfort zone. If I was used to something, I would stay in that bubble. So... For this New Year's resolution, I want to really get out of my comfort zone and try something new. I want to be able to say that I have experienced a lot. Mm. 
The Healing Ninjas podcast, you know, as I shared with you prior to this, was created as a space to highlight the healing journeys of everyday people, right? And what that means is that people like you, like myself, like other people that maybe are a part of this car club that we're in, you know, that we all have different stories, different backgrounds. And so what are some of the pieces of your journey right now that maybe as you were wrapping up 2020 and said, hey, I want to get out of my comfort zone. Like what put you in a comfort zone for so long? Um, I don't know. I guess the way I grew up is just I was always told that because I'm a woman, I need to do certain things and have people look at me a certain way. So I feel like because of that, it really kind of stopped me to get out of the comfort zone and really worry about how other people see me rather than me being myself and enjoying it. So, and how do you see yourself now? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm way better than I was before. My perspective on how people think of me is way different now. It's more of a, if it makes me happy and I know I'm doing the correct thing and it's putting me in a better place in life, then I'm going to go for it. And if people don't like it, then so be it. YOLO. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, you know, people who listen to this podcast oftentimes come with an array of experiences and often like you come with this preconceived sort of vision of who they are because of what people told them they should act or how they should be. Right. And part of what I'm hoping people see through this podcast is that we can all be our most authentic selves and still be beautiful, even if our authentic selves means we're messy sometimes, making mistakes, or that we go through mental health struggles. And, you know, I try not to use the term mental health in this podcast as frequently, but that's what it's about, right? Like mm-hmm. we're trying to address how people have overcome some of those struggles, maybe even addiction, whatever comes into this term of healing, right? Like what brought us pain and what are we moving towards? Mm-hmm. What are some things that for you maybe shaped the way that you were comfortable for so long? That you're not trying to break away from? Uh, my childhood. I was, I grew up in um, a very, you could say, lack of communication. And um, like I said, how people view you as a person and you not really owning up to your mistakes. Mm. So because of that, I was really used used to and comfortable and being in that bubble where always staying to myself, which is why I feel like I was very shy. I was very, I was never outspoken. So it kind of, I didn't want to break that to make me view as a, be seen as a bad person or stuff like Mm. that. So like now it's just like, what, what are other ways that I can break myself out that bubble? Hmm. So when you, you know, you've kind of mentioned it in three different ways, right? That there are things that maybe people thought of you that made it okay for you to be shy and and sort of be in the place that you're in. And you're trying to break away from that bubble. As you're breaking away from it, what what proactive steps are you taking now? Aside maybe from being here, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sharing on this podcast, right? But like, what else are you doing for yourself every day that's helping you break away from the shyness being helping you stand your ground on what you believe in and just being more what you want to be Catherine like the Catherine that you want to be what's helping you do that well 
I don't really feel like as of right now, it's not something that I'm doing. It's something that I slowly got into doing. Mm. So, for example, like me being really shy, my first real job was working at a hotel and knocking on people's rooms and telling them who I am and asking, you know, to help them if they need anything. So me being me doing that off rip was just nerve wracking because I don't know this person. I don't know how to introduce myself. Like, <laughs> how do I have a conversation with people? So because of that job, I could say that I'm not as shy as I used to. I'm more outspoken. And even outside, when I have questions, like when I go to the doctors or another interview, I'm not afraid of asking the questions that, you know, I want to ask. But it's nerve wracking to overthink on how to ask that question. Mm. So then that's where my shyness comes in. Like, okay, if I ask him or her this certain question, how are they going to react to it? Do I stay quiet? Do I just rather not say it or do I say it? Like, Overthinking, I think, has become a theme in many of the episodes, right? Where mm-hmm. you kind of get anxious about what you're going to say, how people are going to take it. And you kind of go into worst case scenario for everything by default. Like off the jump, everybody struggles with that. Like you start overthinking and the moment you start doing that, it's like you get into a rabbit hole of negativity. Right. We never overthink from a place of positivity. Like mm-hmm. what are the good things that are going to come from doing this? We always run from like how, how many different things am I going to fuck up by right. just being honest with whatever I'm saying, right? And I know that in some of the conversations we've had, you you have brought that up, right? Like that you struggle with the overthinking piece. And, and I... I want to like commend you for acknowledging that, but also ask you for people who are listening, right? Mm-hmm. Is overthinking something that you perceive as being negative or is it something that you just see as negative because of the way the world paints overthinking as being negative? Uh, I think that for me, it's more of a personal issue. Mm. It's like I overthink and I see it straight as negativity. There's nothing that, that good that comes from it. But I feel like that also brings with anxiety and, you know, and you just being very emotional makes the overthinking way worse. So, like, right now, I'm still going through it. I'm still overthinking. I still haven't really found ways to cope with that. So, for me, it's just straight negativity. Like, I have yet to see a positive way of overthinking. And there could be days where I could try and you know, like, be positive. But majority of the time, it's it's hard it to not hard. overthink. It is hard. And, you know, I, I, I'm with you 100% on not finding ways to stop overthinking. I mean, you know, people might think I'm calm and collected all the time, mm-hmm. that I'm pretty laid back and chill. But the reality of it is that I struggled a lot with that, period. Like, you know, I have healing ninjas, I have a bunch of stuff, and every day I have to juggle multiple hats i think that's where it gets hard for me Mm -hmm. the juggling multiple hats when it gets hard for you or when you start overthinking what are some things that are going on in your life that bring that overthinking i think it if like it has to do a lot with the people that i care for Mm. that's where my issue lies on because you know growing up it was everyone surrounding me overthinking about their choices that she they should be making so me growing up in that environment is like, okay, should I overthink about what could happen? And then nothing really good came out of the choices that they did. So because of that, it's 
I'm here, like, I'm not really sure if I do it, it's going to be bad. Like, that's all I knew growing up. Like, it's going to be bad if I do it because of this reason and that reason. If I do this, it's going to be that reason. So it's just like, it's like a never ending hole. Like you said, like, it's just, I see no way out of it. You're kind of overthinking about overthinking about trying not to overthink. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's that's literally what it sounds like. And and I just want to like give you props for saying that out loud. I think a lot of people struggle with even talking about it like that mm. so openly. Right. And for people who are listening, you know, we all go through this period of time, I think, in our lives where we overthink everything, mm -hmm. especially when we're young, but even also in mid-age or when you're getting, you know, at the end of your years and mm -hmm. you're kind of reconsidering every decision you've made. And it's like, have I actually lived a full life? As you're talking about your own life experience right now, right, or mm -hmm. kind of trying to unpack it a little bit. What are some of the things that you are currently trying to heal from that maybe are also leading to that overthinking? Um, my past, my um childhood, you know, I, my dad was very um abusive with my mother. Um, drinking was a big issue in my household, so that really led to me as in seeing things differently. Like, do I want that same life? I have family members that in a way, repeated the same thing that my mom and my dad went through. So now that I see, for example, like relationships, it's just like, I don't want that. Mm. And because of that, I'm overthinking about, okay, if this happens to me, I'm going to put a line. Like, I'm not doing that. And like, like my past just made me make sure on what I want now mm. in life. I want to learn from what I've been through with my parents and my household, the drinking situation. Like, I want to make sure that that's something I don't have now mm. in my future life. Even when it comes to having a partner, you know, like, I just don't want the same lifestyle that I had when I was little. And me seeing, like, my cousins go through it or my nephews go through it is just, it's heartbreaking just because, as a child, I knew how what they what are they going through right now, so I just want to make sure that I just break that habit mm. in a family cycle. Oh my God, breaking generational cycles! <laughs> I mean, that's a whole topic in and of itself. Uh, but one of the things that you just kind of raised that I think is really important to unpack a little bit further is, you know, you talk about growing up mm. in a violent household where one of your caregivers was actively the person enacting some of that violence. And you mm -hmm. kind of now looking into your present and being like, I am not trying to repeat the same bullshit that I was going through before. Right. I'm trying to break out of it. Do you find yourself constantly in this loop of overthinking where you're kind of reflecting on your present constantly from a place of what happened in the past? Mm, can you elaborate to that question? So when you think about some of these questions, right, that mm -hmm. you're overthinking about. Are you seeing them from, like, present moment? Here's what I'm going through. This is why I shouldn't do it because X amount of things I'm thinking about. Or is it more of kind of start off by, like, I went through this before in a different way. Maybe not personal to me. Maybe it was my dad. Maybe it was my mom. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of experiencing that overthinking about the current situation, but from something that happened in the past. Yeah. That, that yeah. My past just reflects a lot on the way I overthink and 
making sure that I just don't go through it. So, like, I just don't want to repeat that. Mm. Like, it's just a past that I don't want and never wanted to be in. So it's just like, I'm not going to continue myself putting in that, put myself in that predicament to go through it with somebody else or, you know, friendships or anything like that. So it's just like, you could say that my past really do a lot of effect of why I overthink a lot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know. I feel like as a child, I was very emotionally hurt with everything that was going on just because as much as I had like a lot going on in the household I could say that it was very family orientated mm-hmm. so for that you know always being together for holidays for that to just stop it kind of put me like I don't want to do that like when I have kids I don't want to you know be family orientated just because they're kids like I want to continue that family orientation or you know how family should should be mm-hmm. yeah I mean who doesn't, right? Like, who doesn't enjoy having Thanksgiving with family, Christmas with family, even New Year's with family, right? I feel like, you know, to give you some context, like, I personally have always struggled with being able to be in community or in family during the holiday period. Because mm-hmm. some of my more formative years where I should have had that, I was in prison. And it's really hard for me to enjoy that now. And I don't see the beauty of it. But the way that you just described it, it's like, yeah, who wouldn't want that when okay. you're young to just have a dynamic where you have family and you get to enjoy right. ese momento de tranquilidad, like that, that happiness mm-hmm. for a moment. And, you know, people who are listening to you, you know, might ask, how do you, how do you go through your days without allowing that overthinking to become exhausting? Um, or do you, I mean, be honest. When I don't overthink, I just, my mind is blank. Mm. Like, I don't really think of nothing. But then that frustrates me because it's like, that time I'm using to not overthink, I could be using to be productive or to try and do something else, something new. But instead, I just, I literally doze off. Like, just don't think of nothing. I could be home watching TV and that's, it's all to it. Like, that's it. Mm. So... It just causes a lot of frustration when I'm not overthinking because I could use that time to do something good for myself, at least. And, I mean, once again, kudos to you because I hope you're realizing that being here, sitting in this room with Mm -hmm. me and having this conversation is that, right? Like you're taking a step out of your comfort zone. You are Mm -hmm. allowing the overthinking. In some ways, maybe maybe it's going on right now, Mm -hmm. but you're actively sitting with it and having a conversation. And that my friend, is legit the whole point of this whole journey of healing, like, that I try to convey to people, right, that we go through it in different phases. There are moments where we kind of beat ourselves down because we're not getting up, we're not doing anything, we're not wasting, you know, we're wasting time and we're not doing something with our lives. I feel like we struggle a lot with that. And when you struggle with that right now, how do you practice if at all, practice being kind to yourself when you're doing that? I really try to sit with my emotions and just take it in. Like, if I'm feeling sad, I'm going to feel sad. I'll be in the bed crying my eyes out with, you know, eating chocolate or something. Just, you know, telling myself that it's okay that I'm being emotional. It's okay that I feel sad. It's okay that if I feel angry, 
but I also try not to lose myself in the process of beating myself down because of it. Mm. So, like, when that happens, I kind of think of, okay, I'm bugging out because cause I'm feeling like this. Meanwhile, there's somebody else who could be going 10 times worse mm. than what I'm going through. So, like, I, I kind of try to be grateful about the things that I have going on now. Like, yeah... I didn't do this, I didn't do that, but at least I'm here still trying to get to that place that I want to be, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, that, when you say that you are, where you, or that you're trying to get to the place where you want to be at, mm-hmm. right? But also acknowledging that where I'm at right now is where maybe I should be at, and I'm kind of going at my own pace. I feel like we all get caught up in that wanting to outpace ourselves like Mm -hmm. we want to go faster we we should be moving in a lot of different directions and you know i you know before this um conversation started for everyone listening you know i was having a conversation with with catherine where i told her i saw a movie recently that made me think about that right this movie soul um which i'm giving you know disney should give me credit for giving them so much promotion these (laughs) days but that whole aspect of finding purpose and finding what to do was a thing for me and that was leading to a lot of overthinking. And so when you were sharing that with me earlier, I also felt that like, damn, yeah, that's part of what has brought me down a lot has been this unnerving sense of like overthinking every damn thing that I'm doing with a purpose of knowing that I want to do more and never feeling like I'm doing enough. Mm-hmm. When you feel that way now, or as you feel that way now, how do you plan to be better about taking care of yourself? Um, that I have not yet discovered. It's mm. it's a very hard process to get to that point. And I'm still trying to trying to find ways to get to that point. But as of right now, I just want to take it step by step to heal myself emotionally, physically, mentally. But I'm aware that all of that is a process. Mm. And it's I'm not going to be I could be good today. The next day I could be you know, feeling depressed or something. So as of right now, I feel like it's been helping me just feeling my emotions and being okay with them and then, you know, moving forward from it. Mm. So you seem to have a real good sense of when things are dark, here's what I'm going to do to get me to the next day. When things are good right now, right, Mm -hmm. where you feel good, what are some of the things that you think about these days about your future, about you as a person? Um, I think about as in like, like helping people, I guess you could say. I feel like I'm a very helpful person. So because I feel like I'm good at that, I feel like I can make something out of it. So for example, I want to go back to school. I want to get my bachelor's for psychology. Yeah. So I'm looking into that, but I feel like that led to me being good at what I am. I feel like a lot of people are very comfortable to talk to me. So I want to take that goodness that I have and do something with it for in the future, you know, as a career or something. Mm, What, like a therapist, psychologist? Yeah, therapist. Mm, I could say that. I could say that. (laughs) I mean, no, and and it takes, you know, it takes a particular kind of individual. We've had other episodes in the past, and for people listening, you know that Part of what we've said is that we have a lot of professionals in the therapeutic space, the you know, the, just the mental health space mm-hmm. that are not in it 
for our people. They're in it for a paycheck. And that's just keeping it real. You know, some people might hear this and be like, that's a lie. But it's the truth. It's in every profession. Mm -hmm. And you are someone who is very much qualified to help someone because you've been through this phase of overthinking and um, learning and figuring out how to not do it or do it in a place where it's not so negative towards myself. All of us kind of go through that, Mm -hmm. but never say, I'm going to use this struggle that I went through and flip it and say, now I'm going to use it to help someone else. But obviously, as you just said, that all comes with this whole conversation of healing, right? Like we need to heal from it so that we can be in a better place to talk about it, to be able to actually help someone. Otherwise, it's just one unhealed person trying to heal another unhealed person. You know, that whole saying that hurt people, hurt people, Mm -hmm. healed people, heal people, right? Like that's a saying that is very prevalent in the criminal justice community, but I feel like in general, we all need to be better at keeping that as a mantra for us, right? Like that we need to heal if we really want to heal our friends, our families, the people that we care about in our lives. It's important that we do that. When people hear this episode, you know, and they say, Maybe I'd love to know what kind of resources or things Catherine has been using to like even get to where she is now to like come out to this podcast and share even though she says she's shy but y'all heard her y'all she's over here and she's perfect she's doing great (laughs) she's trying and one kudos to you for that right because that's brave in and of itself but when it comes to the resources or things that you are connecting to are there anything specifically like particular people that you are following on social media that are inspiring you? Are there books? Are there things that you are looking into that are helping you get to where you are now? I feel like the people I surround myself. I feel like the support system that I have now is very positive. And it's not people who talk down on me. It's more of a, they talk very straightforward to me. They don't sugarcoat it. So I try and take you know, their comments, you know, very serious to see how I can become a better person. Mm -hmm. But as in resources, I've never really reached out to any. It's more of a just getting to know myself as a person, being alone, treating myself. Books help. I'm really into poem books because it's something that I feel like I can relate to. Any particular poem book? Um... There's one author called R. H. Sin. Mm-hmm. So they're, I really like their poems just because you can relate to them. It's kind of like in a song kind of My little sister likes that actually too. <laughs> so their poem books are really good. Music helps me a lot. I find that very therapeutic because it's just a moment where you just, you know, just enjoy the music and talking to people mm. and just getting to know my feelings. You, you, you did kind of like you know, to be clear to everybody listening, right? Like when we say resources in the context of healing ninjas, we're not saying is there a particular therapist, is there a particular psychiatrist, is there a particular AA group, right? Like for Catherine, it's community, books, music. And what I'm also trying to like get across to people is that healing for all of us and the resources or tools that help us looks very different mm-hmm. all the time. And what one person might not consider a healing tool might definitely like put a huge ass smile on your face every day when you are actually listening to music or reading that poem or just going to a moment of, you know, through a moment with some friends or a community that you're a part of. 
I think one of the things that people hear from these episodes is that everybody is kind of in this cycle of trying to figure out what to do next, right? Or trying to come to that moment where I'm healing. I'm, I'm actually healing. Like everybody kind of thinks that that's how it feels like, that you just kind of like, this is working because I'm seeing this. Have you had that moment yet? The wow moment that you kind of like, oh, wow. I've never had a wow moment, but I've definitely had moments where I notice that certain things do help me. Mm. So, for example, because I'm an overthinker, I feel like being alone and not being able to express myself kind of puts me more in a dark hole because it makes me overthink more than I should. But I always find myself outside walking around or being with friends or always actively doing something to prevent that overthinking from happening because I don't have no time to overthink about any negativity. So for me, I've noticed that, yeah, being outside does help me a lot because it just, it doesn't promote that overthinking. Mm. Yeah, because you're kind of more focused on the world around you. Exactly. Yeah, I've started to incorporate some 30-minute walks. Literally, I have a park close to my house and I just go and it's pretty quiet in the night. So it's also very creepy at night, but <laughs> <laughs> but we're there anyway. Um and I think that that what you just said is so on point, right? Because sometimes the best way to take a step is to just take a step out, literally go out, have a walk, do something that takes you out of the space that leads to the overthinking, which oftentimes is you just being in one space for too long and you start overthinking everything. And, you know, we counter that when our bodies are moving. Is there any other sort of as we're closing up? Right. Are there any other words of advice to people who are hearing this maybe right now and they're like, man, I can relate so much on the overthinking or man, I can relate so much on just feeling this pressure from family, the way I was raised to keep going against the grain and doing my own thing. What kind of advice do you have for people who hear your episode and hear a person who is just trying to overcome this overthinking? I feel like I would tell them to love themselves don't don't feel like the world is coming crashing down on them just because they're not getting things done or because of the overthinking like that's just part of life you know people go through stress people go through a lot every day and it's it's always best to know yourself as a person internally and owning up to the things that you've done the things that you want to work on and moving forward for him but to never think that you know, it's the end of the world. Like, they can keep pushing. They can keep doing what they want to do. They can get to their dreams if they want to as long as they make sure that they push themselves through it. And even if they do have a bad day, everybody has bad days. The next day could be way different. The next day could be way better than you had today. But to never really... Just don't worry about what can happen. Just do it. Go for it. Go for it go for it i mean that those are super wise words coming from someone who's overthinking all the time right <laughs> but i just want to end on that note Catherine. thank you for being brave for stepping out of your comfort zone to share and i know that that in and of itself is not an easy task right it's not an easy task right. but you did it so well and when you're struggling or you're overthinking hopefully you can listen to this episode and just reassure yourself that like i'm pretty bum you know like i'm over here <laughs> Stepping out of my comfort zone, trying something different. And right. 
you need to do that. And I hope this episode helps, but also for everyone listening, I hope you got a lot out of this as well, because I'm seeing Catherine here in this room and she's just more and more comfortable each time as you're speaking. You didn't even notice it, but I am. And so I just want to give you kudos. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I give you kudos for that. And just thank you for being on the show and thank you for sharing. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast and follow us at Healing Ninjas on all social media platforms. If you're interested in sharing your own story, we'd love to hear from you. Go to www.healingninjas.org and sign up to be featured. We look forward to sharing your journey next.